they have invited Mary Wright to join them. Mary and I have a long history of working together and serving the disability ministry in this local church. Mary served as a catechetical leader for 13 years at St. Louis Episcopal Catholic Church in Spring, Texas, after working several years at St. Ignatius also in Spring, which is where she was actually um, serving when I first met her. Though recently retired, Mary is still involved at St. Ignatius. So, Mary, welcome to the program. Thank you, Charlene. I'm happy to be here. Glad you are with us. And the reason I really asked Mary to come and talk to us today is Mary, over the years, has been a, a big supporter of this ministry. And in particular, in recent years, in her parents of St. Ignatius, she's pretty much single-handedly began a beautiful ministry for this community that's titled Grace Disability Ministry in the name of her. So um, I wanted you just to tell people a little bit about, let's start with how did Grace Disability Ministry, which is still currently being offered at St. Ignatius, when did it begin, if you remember about how many years ago, and kind of how, what was the impetus for offering this ministry? Well, Grace Disability Ministry started about 12 years ago. And it was created, thought of, because a parent came to the formation staff with a request. And their request is that our parish needs to have activities for persons with disabilities. This parishioner had a teen daughter, uh, probably, uh, probably maybe 20, early 20s at the time, a teen daughter um, that was nonverbal, and she wanted social interaction for her. She wanted activities that she could bring her to. She was no longer in the school system, so she wasn't getting that social interaction there. And so she turned to her church and thought that we should be offering activities for persons with disabilities who might be in a similar situation. And so I didn't work with adults. I worked with elementary age children and preschoolers. But it just, it just felt right. And so within um, our formation staff, I took on this challenge with the help of some other parishioners. And we created Grace Disability Ministry. And it's primarily a social uh, organization originally because I was on staff and in charge of elementary faith formation, we offered a simple uh, catechetical uh, series during Mass on a Saturday night, and then we had our social that followed. Um, you know, it has evolved into different things over the years. Uh, so now it is purely a social and educational organization. So we have games, and we have different things that Children and young adults can come to. Uh, we also offer uh, different types of speakers at several times a year. We recently just had a uh, psychologist who came and she talked to parents um, just about um, sex education, the risks, uh, you know, the, the advantages, you know, just to talk to the parents so that 
give them some ideas of how they wanted to handle that situation as their children got older. So we offer different things like that, and that is in conjunction with the Spring Community Down Syndrome Association, who uh, actually came to, and they sponsored that speaker for us. But um, this disability ministry has changed a little bit over the last several years, but um, we meet, uh, are trying to meet the needs of our parishioners and the people in our community. And you mentioned the initial person that comes in. Though this ministry to begin was a young adult, so are there any age limits that we can participate? There are no age limits. Um, we certainly have toddlers that come and attend. Um, we also have adults. And so um, our activities vary each month. You know, we try to have a theme. In January, we need to have a speaker for the parents, and then the theme for the children and the uh, adults who stayed, uh, you know, and for the activity, it was called the Taste of China. And so it was all based on, you know, the Chinese New Year that's coming so, um, we um, do different things different months. In March, it is uh, Down Syndrome Association's um, month that they celebrate. And then it's World Down Syndrome Association month. So, we have a big spring dance every year in March. And that's by far our largest activity that we offer. And, of course, not just people from the Down Syndrome are invited to that, but it's anyone with any disability and their family. It is not just for people that stand in anxious. It is for anyone in our community. Um, that we give our flyers and invite people from the different schools in our area. We give flyers to some of the adult daycare area uh, centers that are close by. Obviously, the Down Syndrome Association is always invited. Um, so it's, it's open. It, they, you don't have to The dance is a big hit. I can you remember one time in recent years when they went into the dance, you could text me a picture of the big crowd that turned out. Because, like with most programs or ministries, sometimes it takes a little while to grow and start blossoming. And so, when you're on the street, gets around and something good is happening at the church. So, I can't tell you enough for starting that year, of course. And to me, hopefully, our listeners. It's the idea that this is something that can happen in their own faith community. It's, you know, I would think probably not, but not, say, kind of a lower maintenance type of thing to offer. It's more about having a heart for the ministry and an openness to receive the people that God puts in front of you. And, and like you said, it just felt right to serve them, whether it was in you know, faith formation class or dinner dance or game night or things along that line. I know if they, uh, I'm trying to think how they can find out when you, if you just know yet the date of the March dance that we can announce to them, have a calendar in front of them there. It is, it is Saturday evening, March 23rd, and it'll start at 6.30 p.m. Um, and end at 9 o'clock. So, yes, that is our uh, event that's, that's coming up in March. I think some of our listeners might have heard it. So, that date, is there uh, an address for the church that you can also maybe give to us? Yes, it's 
food or you come for a treat or anything else that you've always really tried to, to invite people in full life of thanking you for sending messages, which I like. Yes, that is certainly uh, one of our goals is for the people to be able to feel more comfortable and feel a part of our community, you know, at the church. And so we have a big Mardi Gras celebration also, you know, the, and on that Tuesday, you know, right before Ash Wednesday. And so the uh, disability community in our group is they're always invited to come and to participate in our, our Mardi Gras celebration that is a parish event. So it's not one that's sponsored by us, but we take, uh, we participate in that and take part. Um, you mentioned the light activity. We also, you know, invite everyone to come and to, uh, you know, toward the light nativity activity as well. Or any activity, really, or event that's going on in the, in the church so that they feel more part, you know, of the community. And since you've been personally overseeing and leading for this ministry in our parish, would you maybe name any one challenge you would be blessed to experience? Well, challenge is always the volunteers. We have a small group of parishioners who organize our activities uh, every month. It certainly is not me alone. Volunteers is always a challenge. One thing that we've been trying to do is create a faithful friends, um, kind of a subcommittee, parishioners who do not have a disability, who will come and they will play with someone with a disability so that they have their own personal friend, even if it's just for that evening, but they have their own personal friend that they can talk to, that they can ask questions of, and just makes them feel more comfortable, and, and they're able to enjoy whatever the activity is a little bit better. Well, I think the blessing that comes to mind is just getting to meet some of these families. I have the utmost respect for parents who have a child with disabilities and the challenges that they come through. Disabilities in their families. But one of the challenges is. 
to take advantage of it. And um, we found that a lot of people with a child with a disability, you're not going to find them necessarily in the pews in your church. It's, you know, that's sometimes too challenging for them. The parents just take turns coming and they're not bringing their child. And so just promoting our events um, is definitely a challenge. But I think for more reasons, Or again, the exceeds the area that we live in, and we lost the health of like organizations, social organizations too. And that's where our families have some of the diagnosis of our already probably very connected if they're not in the pew. Again, just as it was for a variety of reasons. So that, that you have done that again to me is a great model. And it's certainly the model that Jesus told us as well. Both being with people and not being judgmental. And last comment, Mary, anything else you'd like to add? The last thing I want to add is if you have a child or an adult, a family member with a disability, and you may be wondering if your church, why they're not offering or what they may be offering for you, find out. Look at their website. Call. Ask. Request. So that you can get the services and the activities that you need. Yes, do you present your needs and thank you, Mary, for your time, your dedication. Thank you.